the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. This is Life in Colorado. I'm Mark Howington. Thanks for tuning in. With me today, Dr. Todd Wisser, internal medicine physician with New West Physicians in Evergreen. Todd, today we're going to talk about getting that flu shot, so welcome to the show. Mark, it's great to be here, and thanks so much for having me on and spreading the word about this uh, important undertaking this year. Obviously, we live in a new world with COVID-19, so let's let's chat about that first of all. I know there have been a lot of effects of COVID-19. It's kind of like dropping a rock in a pond. The ripple effects have, have washed over some other healthcare concerns, and even people have had some maybe some skittishness about going to the doctor. So talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, gladly. Um, you know, and you're absolutely right. People are skittish, and, and initially, certainly, that was the the appropriate thing to be. Um, at this instant, knowing, uh, you know, not that we know everything about the virus, but we certainly have a much better understanding of, of how to keep ourselves safe anyway. Um, you know, doctor's offices, um, uh, obviously going to the grocery store and things like that, but, but health facilities, doctor's offices, physician's offices, your dentist's office, you know, all these healthcare facilities are taking large measures to make sure it's as safe as possible to go into them. I always tell my patients, I argue, it's it's much safer to go into your doctor's office than it is to go to the grocery store. Um, we have seen certainly with COVID, unfortunately, kind of declines in vaccination rates starting from young children all the way up to adults. Um, routine healthcare has dropped off, you know, sort of your annual wellness visits and physicals um, have all de- uh, been on the decline. Fortunately, they are coming up. Um, but chronic illnesses, um, they were a bit remiss as far as being treated, you know, things like COPD and congestive heart failure and diabetes, you know, there's data to support that those things weren't as well managed during this outbreak. I would argue, gosh knows, you know, it's important to stay on top of your, your chronic illnesses. It's important to stay on top of your health maintenance. Um, uh, so those are so things to take into consideration. And I would urge at this point, again, it's a heck of a lot safer to get into a physician's office than just be out and about in the community at a restaurant or, or a grocery store, I would argue. So really get in and see your physician. I think that's absolutely important. Um, they're taking lots of measures to make sure things are as, as safe as can be. You know, for example, here at New West Physicians, um, all 23 of our practices are on the Denver metro area, including Evergreen. Um, we all have uh, screeners at the door who are taking temperatures, asking about flu and COVID-like symptoms. Um, masks are absolutely mandatory and Surgical masks at that have been shown to uh, decrease transmission rates better than the cloth masks and things like that, et cetera. So those are, uh, again, um, implementations we have in place. Um, we are socially distancing in the waiting rooms. We've, you know, moved uh, chairs aside to make sure people are socially distanced. We've altered schedules to make sure there's not a lot of overlap in the clinic, and that goes for labs and vaccines and seeing your providers. Um, so there's there's a lot of things that are in place um, just in regards to flow in the clinic 
uh, to keep things within the current guidelines and to keep people safe, but allow people to take care of those other chronic illnesses um, and vaccinate themselves appropriately, too, to uh, stay safe from other illnesses that, uh, you know, COVID isn't the only thing out there. So it's important to keep in mind all the other healthcare needs that people need as well. Yeah, that's a good point that COVID's not the only thing out there. In fact, you know, we're talking about, Dr. Todd Wizard, the the flu season that's coming up. You know, one of the things, obviously, that we were all hoping for with COVID is that it would have a season like the flu season. So far, it doesn't seem to me, but the flu hasn't gone anywhere. And so we're in this season of the year where the flu can start to affect us. And the recommendation is to get a flu shot to protect us, at least from the flu. So talk, talk a little bit about the differences between the flu and COVID-19. Obviously, they're both contagious illnesses. They both are respiratory illnesses. But what are some of the other differences? Uh, you know, so, yeah, excellent point, uh, Mark, um, is that, yes, we will have sort of this convergence, almost a perfect storm, if you will, of these two really bad respiratory viruses. Um, flu, uh, you know, it kills 62,000 people a year. So that's an awful illness that fortunately we have a vaccine for that works. It's literature supported. It's evidence-based medicine supported. So again, my big, my big piece I'd like to point out today is just getting that flu vaccine is absolutely important. Um, but to your point, you know, how do you tell the difference? It's difficult to tell the difference, um, to be very honest. You know, things with COVID, we sometimes see more so with COVID versus influenza is going to be lack of taste, lack of smell. Um, diarrhea is a common one with COVID that we don't necessarily see with influenza. Um, but aside from that, they present pretty similar, similarly um, with, you know, muscle aches, uh, fevers, chills, respiratory symptoms, cough, etc. Um, so it is hard to, hard, to, hard to discern. So the best thing we can do is at least decrease the risk for contracting flu or getting real serious complications from influenza by getting vaccinated for it. The um, the COVID-19 epidemic certainly has complicated things, to be sure. And at, at the same time, you were talking about it's important to take care of those regular health issues. Uh, you don't want to delay going to the doctor, for example, if you've got you know, an, an illness that you know is affecting you or, or maybe your regular checkups. Certainly getting a flu shot is one of those important things. Uh, yeah, I've heard some other doctors talk about that COVID-19 can make other illnesses worse. In fact, you know, if you've got, that's part of the reason why they're saying if you've got some of these high-risk areas, such as you already have some breathing difficulties, maybe COPD or, or other possible complications that'll make it worse if you get COVID. I can imagine that getting the flu and COVID at the same time could be, as you mentioned, a perfect storm. So even more important to not get the flu so that COVID doesn't make that worse. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, you did. I mean, nail on the head right there, Mark. Well done. Um, you just made my job very easy, but you're absolutely correct. that That is the concern. And we did see kind of, again, sort of this convergence of these two um, uh, just what potentially can uh, have pretty significant mortality with both of these respiratory illnesses and you overlap them in this convergence of, of flu and COVID. I think I heard somebody refer to it as the twindemic. Um, I, that is not my term. I think I read that somewhere. Uh, but it's very true. Um, we did see convergence of both of these even sort of early last year in a few uh, isolated cases of people with influenza and COVID. Um, so certainly that is a, a 
very awful combination and something, again, we want to try to minimize as much as possible uh, through vaccination of the, uh, of the flu. Um, and both of them are respiratory illnesses. Um, so again, you're in, and it can overwhelm your body's sort of immune response uh, if you had both of those going on at the same time. So I urge people to, to get vaccinated against the flu to protect at least from some uh, one of the knowns, which is influenza, we've got a great vaccine for it. So let's decrease the risk of, of people getting harmed from that. Um, and I would also argue, you know, taking uh, the burden off the healthcare system when we know we're or anticipating we're going to have to deal with a large number of COVID cases, uh, decreasing the burden on the healthcare system is going to be important as well, and that can be done through again vaccinating for the for the flu. Yeah, so one of these illnesses we've got a vaccine for. The other we're we're, we're kind of hoping for a vaccine to be developed for COVID. And I think again, there are a lot of negatives to COVID nineteen, but maybe one of the positives that have come out of it is as people are hoping for a vaccine for COVID-19 to, to help take some of the, uh, the burden off and the risk and the, the worry about getting it, I'm, I'm hoping at least that maybe more people will then get a flu shot because they're thinking, okay, well, we've, we've got a vaccine for the flu, so may as well take advantage of it and, and decrease your risk of at least getting the flu because it's known. So talk about then who should get a flu shot. Yeah, so um, great points again, uh, and I would argue even, uh, not even argue, but just to your point there about, you know, getting a flu shot is just, again, hugely important this year. Um, I, I counsel my patients regularly that, you know, even if you're not sort of a, you know, kind of, quote, flu shot person uh, in general, typically, you know, every year you don't go get your flu shot, which, again, I encourage you to do so, but if you're not one of those, this would certainly be a year to sort of deviate from what you typically do. Um, and I would really, again, encourage people to get uh, get their flu shots. Um, and, and and I'm sorry, I got off track. What was your uh, Oh, no, that's fine. Hey, I'm, I'm throwing a lot at you, so no problem. Yeah, no, I, no, no I know there are certain recommendations for who should get a flu shot. You know, for example, young children. I, I, yep. I know that um, also the, the elderly are really encouraged to get a flu shot pretty much because they have some same risk factors COVID-19. So, yeah, talk talk about who you recommend getting a flu shot, the, the who, what, when, and where kind of question. Yeah, no, perfect. Um, so everybody, uh, everybody six months and older should get a flu shot, you know, really, uh, period. That would be an easy recommendation. Uh, there's a lot of different vaccines out there, you know, from kind of the nasal uh, live vaccine. There's uh, sort of the um, adult strength, uh, senior strength vaccine, double strength, whatever. Whatever you get, though, I would argue is just get one of them um, and really talking with your primary care physician about which influenza vaccine is right for you is pertinent. Uh, but again, getting those vaccines is absolutely appropriate and recommended this year. Anybody above ages six months and over, um, to answer your question about which sort of populations, uh, certainly your, your uh, senior population greater than 65 or elderly population are going to be at more risk for both influenza and COVID, so more important for them to get vaccinated if you had to sort of choose who was most important, um, included in that category of sort of uh, um, essential people who should get vaccinated would be um, obviously your healthcare workers, um, but anybody with some immunocompromised state, diabetes, um, people with cancer on chemotherapy, um, all of those um, clientele would be at much higher risk. So strongly encourage those to absolutely not even consider it, but get vaccinated. Um, and then all everybody else, again, just the point is, gosh knows, go out there and get a flu shot this year. 
I'm speaking with Dr. Todd Wisser. He's an internal medicine physician with New West Physicians in Evergreen. And appreciate your time with us, doctor. So talk about the benefits of getting a flu shot. Obviously, probably the the most obvious is there's a reduced reduced risk of getting the flu. But uh, what are the other benefits? Um, You know, obviously, like you said, Mark, that's the biggest one is just your reduced risk of, of, of getting the flu. The other uh, points are that it decreases the uh, severity of the flu if you do get it, decreases the duration of the flu if you get it, um, and, you know, it would set your immune system up, gosh, you know, gosh knows, awful if you got COVID and flu, but that's the concern this year. Um, So I'd argue, again, it's just going to leave your immune system able to fight uh, COVID um, if it doesn't have to fight influenza. So um, we've got a vaccine that works for flu, so it's important to get that. Yeah, I've heard some some people who have voiced some concerns, just a couple of concerns about getting a flu shot. So I I thought I'd ask the professional and see if he could put some minds at ease. Yeah, I I know that people sometimes are concerned about the side effects or or perhaps uh, you know some dangers maybe they read about on the web. I, I'm not sure how substantiated those claims are, and I, I just was was curious if you could put people at ease who maybe have some concerns. Yeah, you know, without getting into a large uh, debate, um, I think I'll speak more to just the fact, again, that the the flu shot is out there. Um, We're making it more widely available for people to get it. They've opened up areas, you know, in local pharmacies and grocery stores, um, just to, again, drive through clinics to make it it easier and accessible for everybody. Um, The data is there to support that the flu vaccine works. Um, and flu is not something to be taken lightly. Again, just kind of going back to that statistic of 62,000 62, dying uh, a year from influenza when we have a vaccine to treat it, you know, to me that's a no-brainer. So I would, again, recommend getting out there and getting that uh, flu shot. Another concern that I heard from someone was, uh, and this is a person that I, that I respect, uh, someone that I, that I know and I value their opinion, they, they were talking about, you know, okay, I, I can get the flu shot. Sometimes when you get a flu shot, though not always, because I've gotten several flu shots and never had this happen, but sometimes you do get some mild flu symptoms after getting a flu shot. And, of course, there's this concern about, okay, if I have any symptoms at all that are like COVID, and am I going to be forced to quarantine? And, and, you know, maybe I should avoid the flu shot for that reason. What would you say to that? Yeah, so good question. Um, you know, there's really no evidence to support sort of people, you know, and we've all heard it, right? Um, you know, I get my shot and then they get sick and things like that from it. There is certainly an immune response that takes place after any vaccine. So, um, and sometimes that immune response is a, a bit more robust to some vaccines than others, and everybody's very different. Um, but there's no evidence at all out there to support that people will get the flu when you get the flu shot. Um, that's just not accurate. But to your point, you can certainly get some symptoms of. Um, you know, you don't feel good after a vaccine. You may be a little malaise and fatigue and maybe some little chills or muscle aches. Um, you know, in that case, uh, if you've got an association where you've just had the flu shot, likely that's probably uh, what it is. Those reactions typically last no greater than 24 hours typically. Um, but I would argue if you get a, get a vaccine, again, flu shot being the one we're discussing here, that if you do end up with symptoms that are concerning, that you call a provider or call um wherever you receive that vaccine and discuss it with uh, uh, with the person that gave that uh, injection. 
And so let's let's head back to something you said, and I'm I'm just going to quiz you on this. Uh, you had mentioned that there are several places you can get a flu shot. Obviously, you're a physician with New West Physicians in Evergreen. I know there are New West Physicians offices throughout the Denver metro area. You also mentioned you know going to the grocery store, or you know I I know the local drugstores have got them. Their drive through is there. Is there any advantage? Is, is there is the is the flu shot going to be different? You also mentioned there are different methods, not just the shot, but a nasal way to take it. So talk about if people are thinking, you know, how do I make a choice? How do I know where to go? And how do I know which method? Uh, Put people's minds at ease about that as well. Yeah, you know, um, and it is wonderful this year in the sense of kind of the whole um, healthcare response, uh, federally, locally, statewide, just to everybody sort of getting on board and, and supporting sort of the importance of getting a flu vaccine this year by offering um, all these different uh, sort of modalities of, of getting the vaccine, be it at your local pharmacy, at your local um, grocery stores. Um, you know, we have a, we're having drive-through clinics pop up through different uh, primary care physicians' offices, not only New West but others. Um, and so there are just, there's a nice, big, robust response to this um, from the society as far as just, again, kind of speaking in emphasis to the importance of getting this vaccine. Um, and, I would, and I would say whatever vaccine they're offering, again, there really isn't any evidence to support one vaccine being better than the other. Um, and going to any of these facilities or places to get a vaccine, you certainly could discuss it with a provider there. Um, if you have real further questions, talking that over with your primary care physician would absolutely be appropriate. But um, any of these offerings through uh, the local supports to get people vaccinated would be absolutely appropriate and, again, highly recommended. One of the things we want to guard against, I think, is we're talking to an audience who's concerned, obviously, about COVID and the flu that's, as you mentioned, could be a perfect storm. Those two coming together could wreak havoc. Uh, I know there's been some concern about overwhelming the, the medical facilities. At the same time, we want to make sure that we're not communicating that the flu shot is, is you know, the magic bullet. Uh, the flu shot's not going to protect you from COVID-19. And, am I right about that? You are absolutely correct. Yeah, there's no evidence to speak to that, unfortunately, in regards to the flu vaccine covering you for COVID. Um, but again, it certainly works well for flu. Um, and the concern is that uh, we're going to have a convergence of both of those. So it's, uh, it makes sense to get vaccinated with an evidence-based, uh, literature-supported, uh, time-tested vaccine that will work and keep us safe from the flu. So is COVID-19, compare it to the flu, is it, is it worse than the flu? Talk about those two illnesses and maybe some of their similar symptoms. How are they different? Yeah, you know, just kind of going back to what we said earlier is, is they, are, they do present very similarly um, the uh, COVID having sort of the lack of smell, lack of taste, maybe some diarrhea. Both of those are a little more atypical with influenza and more commonly seen with covid um, uh, and as far as which is kind of more, which is sort of the uh, the worst of the two evils, if you will, you know, we just don't have the the evidence or the data at this point to speak to that from sort of an educated standpoint. Uh, we do know, again, flu is deadly. It kills 62,000 a year in America alone, um, and we have a vaccine to, uh, to decrease mortality. Um, so I would say, again, get vaccinated. Um, but the respiratory precautions and things that we're taking both for 
uh, for COVID are going to help flu as well. Um, so keeping kind of just those universal precautions uh, at the forefront of your daily sort of practices are very important. So wearing the mask, washing your hands, socially distancing, those are good for both of those respiratory viral illnesses. Um, but again, we know how deadly flu can be, and I would argue we have a good vaccine, so gosh knows, get out there and please get it. Yeah, you mentioned one of the things that, again, COVID-19 has just been horrible, I think. But if if there are some benefits to the COVID-19 world, it is that we are more conscientious about you know, those personal hygiene things, washing our hands more, wearing the mask, the social distancing. I got to think that that's going to help tamper down the flu season as well. Obviously, if we're not spreading COVID-19, we're also not spreading the flu. And I'm just wondering if in people's minds they're thinking, okay, well, I'm doing all of this. I don't need to get a flu shot. What would you say to them? You know, it's still, it's still going to be rampant out there. It happens every year. You know, we've got evidence to say, hey, this is flu season, it's coming around, the kids are all back in school these days, restaurants are opening up more, and we just know that it's this proximity, this increased closeness of people that you get viral spread, um, and that's concerning for both COVID and flu, and as you can see, even reopening things, you know, we've seen the COVID numbers going up, um, which is not unanticipated, unfortunately, so I would argue it's even, again, just kind of more important to say, hey, flu is coming, um, we know that, again, based on history, uh, and so, gosh, knows getting vaccinated is going to be important, as well as people just kind of maintaining their, their vigilance to their daily universal precautions. One of the questions that I think is coming up is, we talked about this a little bit earlier, and again, I'm talking with Dr. Todd Weiser, Wizer, who is the internal medicine physician, one of them located at New West Physicians in Evergreen. Doctor, talk about the flu season. Obviously, as we have encountered COVID nineteen, it does not seem to have a season. In other words, we we have been dealing with this for over six months now, and yet there is a flu season. So, what typically are the start and end dates of the the flu season? You know, I mean, we're kind of just right at the the sort of beginning of it now. We think of it kind of going through typically sort of uh, mid to late spring. Um, but now is really the, the opportune time to get vaccinated from it. It does take about two weeks for your body to kind of develop a, a robust immune response to the vaccine in order to sort of build up antibodies and things and actually, you know, keep you safe um, and do its job as a vaccine. Um, so I would argue getting that vaccine at this point in time is, is, is absolutely the perfect time, um, and that's going to give you good coverage through the whole flu season. Talk about COVID-19 and the flu. Can you get them at the same time? It seems like you've indicated that, yes, you can. And, and again, I, I would think then COVID would make the flu much worse. Yeah, you know, again, there were certainly COVID came on the scene right as kind of flu was sort of on the way out last year. Um, but there are documented cases of people uh, being infected with both respiratory illnesses. Um, and so, again, knowing that they both affect sort of the same system, that's obviously hard uh, just on the body if you're going to hit the respiratory system with two very um, potent viruses. Um, so again, at least protecting yourself as much as we can from flu by getting that vaccine is going to be hugely important as we are anticipating sort of a convergence of both of these uh, viruses uh, in the near future. 
You had mentioned that there are several different locations where you can get the flu vaccine, either from your physician's office or from pharmacies or even drive-up clinics. And that's great that they are available in a wide variety of places. But I'm also thinking about someone who might not have adequate insurance or they, they, they might not, you know, they're concerned about paying for it. So, first of all, you know, to speak to that, how, how much does a flu shot cost, for example, if you don't have insurance? Or, or what are some options for people if, if they're feeling uh, concerned about finances? Yeah, no, good good question. I appreciate you bringing that up. I skirted over that before. So, yeah, to that point, um, you know, typically, again, if you have a primary convis- uh, physician, you have insurance, you're covered. T- certainly talking to their primary is a great place to get the uh, vaccine at their clinic, Um but if you are uh, one of those who doesn't have a primary care physician or isn't established with somebody um, or just has questions, I would actually direct you to the uh, CDC website. There's a vaccinefinder.org. Again, it's vaccinefinder.org, um, and that will have a list of all the different um, uh, facilities participating in sort of vaccines this year. Um, and as far as cost goes, again, that's a great place to go for that information. Dr. Todd Wisser, you are a physician with New West Physicians, their evergreen office. You've got a minute, and I'm going to pretend that, uh, and you pretend along with me, that maybe somebody is just now tuning in, starting to hear this. So you've got a minute to give your elevator speech. We're talking about the flu vaccine. We're talking about the flu season. We're talking about the danger of the combination between the flu and COVID-19. So give us your elevator speech about getting a flu vaccine. Yeah, thanks again, Mark, for having me, and uh, just really want to impress upon um, sort of our city here just how important it is to get a flu shot this year. Um, We, uh, sort of in the medical field, are anticipating convergence of both COVID and influenza this year, both viral respiratory illnesses, as most are aware, Um, and really speaking to the point that it's just extremely important to get vaccinated for influenza. Um, That is a deadly uh, disease. We have a vaccine that works, uh, that is literature-supported, evidence-based, so I'm strongly encouraging everybody to get out and get a flu vaccine this year, even if it isn't something you had done in the past. Please get an influenza vaccine this year uh, to help keep sort of our society safe, your own personal safe, and decrease your risk for any uh, ill outcomes from either COVID or influenza, and the concern is really the combination of both of those two. Dr. Todd Wizer from New West Physicians, thanks for being a part of Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.